forever. Dog. You're invited to die this week on the podcast. R.L. Stein's Seniors, Episode 1, Let's Party. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are discussing R.L. Stein's Seniors series, A Fear Street Super Chiller, Episode one, mm. let's party. Yeah. And if the number of subtitles, titles and subtitles in this makes you go, huh, um, then you're left with the right impression. Also, I want to, oh, actually, can you it's hold on one? It's almost like when we renamed the knife. Oh, Yeah. Um, so these books were sent to us by listener Eric, and we have an unboxing video that we'll post. We're sorry, we're late on that. We yes. had a couple of items Thank that you, we, Eric. but um, it, we really appreciated that. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's a bunch of these R.L. Stein seniors books, but this first one is a Fear Street super chiller, and the rest of them are just R.L. Stein seniors. Well, it is marketed fully as a Fear Street series in the back. Yeah, it's just it weird says, that this the the other ones don't have this subtitle of Fear Street Super Chiller on them. Interesting, because it, in the back of the book, if you open the flap, it says Arlstein Seniors, a Fear Street series, episode two, into deep. Yeah, so they must have taken Fear Street off, but it it's called Fear Street S- Seniors. Yeah, so the other ones say Fear Street Seniors, and this one says a Fear Street Super Chiller. So I wonder if it's just a way to get people to start reading these yeah because i think the super chiller me is or because all of a sudden like it gets really truly violent for it does a hot second but it's not doesn't matter but then the stakes are nil yeah i mean that part was like really cool but then i was i mad. was like wow it's really going for what the fuck is this shit yeah okay so this book can we first start off by saying well thank you eric for these books thank that you, was like, so lovely yeah um, we really appreciate you Okay, so the the this book, Arl Stein, I was actually impressed at how disrespectful this book was to me, <laughs> the is, reader. It, yeah, I I I tweeted last night something like I, I like we let's raise a glass to this book because it is a feat a yeah. feat of phoning it in. Yeah. Like a if I of not plotless nonsense. If I had a humiliation kink, like this book would be it. <laughs> like me reading this book would be it's like it. mm, yes, fake me out again. Yeah, mm. fake me out again, Daddy. Yes. Because truly, like it was truly like undo any stake you've set up. Truly, mm. nothing, 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 nothing matters. Matters, and also there were like. And you have to understand that this series implies that we're going to spend a year with these people and, and each, they're going to drop like and they're going to drop one by one. Like, yeah. will anybody make it to the end of the year alive is the whole conceit of Fear Street. Now, seniors. here's what I will tell you. If you look at some. So at the beginning of this book, there's like a little yearbook of all the different characters, which I actually liked. Um, and it kind of gives you like like they're quote or right what does it give you it gives you like their name 
It gives you spoilers is what it fucking gives you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I like, I'm sorry. What? It gives you their name, a photo, oh, their likes, memory, remembers, hates, and quote. Right, 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 right. But some of the remembers are like shit that hasn't happened yet. Some of the remembers are spoilers. Yeah. Okay. But I do want to say, Lindsay, mm-hmm. even though there were no stakes in this one, mm-hmm. in the later books, I, I have not read them. I just kind of peeked. In the later books, the the yearbook part, some of them are crossed out. So people do die. I mean, I did assume not in that this they one. had to die. Some of them had to die eventually. Yeah. But not here. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to read read the back of the book. Well, first on the inside it says it's going to be a killer year. Is the mm-hmm. senior and this is for Fear Street seniors altogether. Okay. Is the senior class at Shady Side High doomed? That's the prediction Trisha Conrad makes at her summer party, and it looks as if she may be right. Spend a year with the Fear Street seniors as each month in this new 12-book series brings horror after horror. Will oh my God. anyone reach graduation day alive? Only R.L. Stein knows. Oh my God, this is like R.L. Stein's 24. Yes. It's like each ep- each book is a month. A month of a, a year. Because of- it starts with them graduating junior year. Right. Right. So, so now here's the back of the book. Is the senior class doomed to die again? Do you think Maxwell's sure of it? Trisha Conrad had a vision, a vision of the whole Shadyside High senior class lying in coffins. And Josie's afraid she's done something to begin the horror. But her stepbrother, Josh, doesn't believe it. Senior year is going to be the best of his life. But what if Trisha's prediction is true? Will the seniors die one by one until there's nobody left to graduate? And then because this was in 99, they stopped doing... The beautiful Fear Street illustrated covers that no, they're so ugly. made us buy the books in the first place. And now it is just photos of actual people and that typewriter that font, font. That typewriter font. Not hacker font, but typewriter no. font that typewriter was so font. popular at the time. And the the thing, the photo on the back of the book is just of two teenagers like laughing. Yeah. With dumb looks on their face. Yeah. It's like not very threatening. No. Um, so I will say there are three non-white characters, it appears. From the pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was shocked that like they were in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. There's an Asian girl. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. I agree. Uh, um, so like... We're in two people's heads in this book. We're in um, these step siblings, Josie and Josh. Are that is that the, their names? Yeah, Josie and Josh. Step wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sound like twins. Yeah, it does. They're not though. They're step siblings. Not mm-hmm. related. Not related. Um, and they um, like he's kind of like a jerk. I guess is his personality. Josh? And, I mean, he's kind of like a um he's like a lovesick he's idiot. Like a no who's one. friends who's friends with like no kind of mean boys. He's friends with and a and a and a nerd. Supposedly a a slightly chubby guy who makes constant bad jokes. Constant. And then a not chubby guy who also makes constant bad jokes. Right. And they're both 
The other one is one is Maddie, the chubby friend, and then <clears throat> Mickey, the other friend. And both of their jokes usually revolve around uh, sex and mm-hmm. like making a female character uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's and fun. So that's them. Mm-hmm. And then Josie is like, she really wants good grades and she has like a really strong imagination and she will do anything to, to and it's like maybe get goth. what she wants. And it's maybe and what? Maybe goth. Kind of like, like fringy, like almost goth. She just wears pre goth. All black all the time. Yeah. She's pre goth. Pre goth. <laughs> yeah. That's her major. She's pre goth. <laughs> um, but okay, I, I wanted to talk about how Josh, it doesn't matter that he's right in the end, in the end, 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 end. I do want to talk about and how. So like it remains to be seen whether and it remains, he is right or we right. are in a now book long, <laughs> month <out>. long, <laughs> waiting for the next release. Right. Fake out cliffhanger. Right, 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 right. But it doesn't matter that, that that's the case. The fact that he sees his girlfriend multiple times, multiple times being macked on by a guy. Her reaction was so funny to me. Oh my God. And the fact that he believed it, he was such an idiot. She and the like, fa- like she, I, <laughs> I am truly impressed by her. I, well, cause here's the thing. We love to see someone caught in flagrante and just like making up an insane lie and sticking to it and being like this is the reality because her lie she is gaslighting him completely completely because she's her name is deborah deborah he's obsessed with deborah and deborah's like very uninterested in him and and she or and he refuses to recognize he's so delusional he's like so he so he comes to the tennis courts and he's like, I'm gonna meet Deborah. Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. I love Deborah. He steps on the tennis courts. Oh my gosh. Deborah and and I'm sorry, but the constant referral to this guy as Count Clarkula, I was like, eh, I, I was I was about to tell him to kill himself. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was wow, I was that, like that really dark things. Surely if he could use I mean, I get that his name is Clark, and that's why they're calling him Count Clarkula. Sure. But I was like, surely in real life, they would just straight up call him Count Chocula, right? I would, I mean, I don't know. Kids can be kind of dumb. And it just, Clarkula really does not Clarkula. And this is the other thing, like, he keeps thinking that this is such a diss, and it's like a non, it's, it's a, a non thing. Yeah. It's nothing. And so he keeps being like, oh, man, Count, Count Clarkula is talking to my girl. And he like, so he walks up. They are like making out. And he's like, um, he's on her neck. Yeah. He's like on lips her on neck lips on neck. And she's like, oh, there was something in my eye. <laughs> and he's like, oh, OK. <laughs> he's like, I guess I guess. <sighs> Um. Yeah, because like, why would you? Because Clark. Why else so would his? Why else would his lips like, be on your neck? The only the only thing I could take away from this is that Clark must be gorgeous, and Clark he is, is hot refusing to recognize it. Yeah, I mean, I do think. Okay, so first he believes 
okay, so there was something in your eye. And then he's like, oh, wait, I think I've figured it out. And I was like, right, you figured it out. She's cheating on you. And he's like, he's a vampire. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's literally This is where you lost me, Josh. Well, the and it doesn't matter that he's right. is the CD where they're both at the mall. And, sh- and he's like, what are you guys doing here together? Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> And she's like, oh, we just ran into each other at the mall and we were both going to buy the same CD anyway, bye. And she ditches him there. And he's like, okay. And he's like, I guess, man, she must be under his vampiric spell. <laughs> he's really trying to sell himself this He is lie. the mental gymnastics of this boy at my school is a vampire instead of what's Occam's my razor. My girlfriend's me. cheating on me. And then he literally sees them making out in her house. And her performance of being mad that he's oh my like following her. I would love being to do that to somebody someday. It, it was, <laughs> it was it's insane. Impressive. Like she's truly like he saw they had a date to see a movie together. Yes. She didn't yes. show up. So he went to her house to see what was up. Clark's car is there. He peeks in the window. They're just fully on the couch, laying on top of each other, making Making out. out. And he confronts her about it. And she's like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you would come to my house and follow me. Like, what is she's, wrong with you? She's little. She's like, and I I'm am like, my own person. You're controlling me. And like, it's you like, are suffocating me. It's like, you've already moved on, girl. Yeah, like, like, I think you guys aren't in a relationship anymore. I think that's what's <laughs> happening. But and then he's like, I need to fight for my girl. And I'm like, dog, your girl's gone. She left the building with Clark. It's so funny. The fact that she plays this off as Josh's problem. And that Josh is being too controlling when literally he's like, like she, you are cheating. You're you're, you're cheating. cheating. <laughs> and he also like isn't even being that controlling. Like because, you know, both things can be true. But yes. like. He, like, isn't he really even, isn't. He's buying he's just her kind bullshit of, for way too long. He's fully believing her and kind of like accidentally discovering that she he's is cheating fully on him. lying to him. Like he like he like trips and falls at the mall and lands in front of her doorstep and sees that she's making out. Like he's so bad at finding out that she that she's cheating on him. Yep. And she's like, "Oh my god, uh, I can't stand this, Josh. You're literally suffocating me." And he's like, wow, man, she's really enthralled by Clark's vampiric powers. And he's like, she's in danger. We need to go to his house and figure out what's going on. Also, how convenient is it for Deborah that also, coincidentally, they are pulling a prank on Josh and making him think <sighs> well, that pulling a pr- no or on who is to pull a prank at the party. Okay. So it, it works out though, because the, the very same prank that they're pulling is the reason that he thinks that she's not cheating on him. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, we're going to make everybody think he's a vampire. And also Maddie has been calling him pretending to be Clark, which I what? think sometimes you need to get new friends. Which you know, I it's think like sometimes you need to change schools. Yeah, you have because to leave all of because these people are trash. 
these the in this entire school it's you know those people that like go to school and some half of them die fucked up i am too and they should have left it that way but it was like you know when like people go to like some fucked up school in the middle of nowhere where everybody's cousins you know and you're like i gotta get out because i am not i'm the only sane one I'm the only sane one that's not part of this bloodline, <laughs> you know, like, so I got to I got to get out. And then you run away to like, I don't know, Boston or New York or L.A. or something. And you're like, wow. And this is where I can find my people and like, whatever. I like that you said Boston first. I don't know. I picked a random city. <laughs> just, I don't know you why. You don't often get something Boston. and then new york and la <laughs> <laughs> well the first like, city you is you want to run off to like i don't know like des moines or new york or la <laughs> uh, all right like um Boise. even san francisco um, first is funny yeah, to me yeah no 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 uh des moines boise boston um like i don't know you're just like other... where should i go williamsburg colonial williamsburg um <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, uh, God, I am so sick of my small town. I have to get to somewhere <laughs> more happening, like Great San Falls, Jose, Montana. California. <laughs> uh, I have got to get to Palo Alto. I have got mm, to get to what am I doing Oceanside, here? I California. need to get to Sedona. <laughs> Sedona's a wonderful place. Um, I have got to get to... But as a high to, school senior, you're like, oh, yeah, I cannot yeah. wait to get out of here and just get to Sedona. Yeah. <laughs> Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i have got to get out of here and get to saugatuck michigan uh, it's, it's truly I like mean, i just want to be in the chesapeake bay already <laughs> <laughs> listen i think your escape can be anywhere it can and i hope that you can get out of escape your... is really just about being elsewhere right because what if right like i've mm-hmm. run away from big cities before and I, I can go back to San Diego now as an adult because I've healed. But there was a time that I was running away from San Diego. Sure. And San Diego's bad a big experience city. Is there. Yeah. And it was like, you know, my 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 support system was not there. Some people have to run from New York or I mean or Boston. LA or Sedona. Or Sedona. Or like <laughs> Duluth. <laughs> you might already be in the cosmopolitan city. Of Akron. Of, of Cheyenne. But <laughs> but it's not, but that's where you need to escape from. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Do you know where I was yesterday? Akron. Boise. <gasps> really? <gasps> <gasps> well, what would you be doing in Boise? Well, I was supposed to be taking a flight straight from Seattle to LA. My flight got canceled. And so I got put on a flight from Seattle <laughs> to Boise to oh, LA. I see. Okay. And here's yes, the yes, funny yes. part. I actually didn't really care because mm-hmm. I actually I don't really care. I don't really get ruffled easily about like that kind of stuff. Yeah, because there's um, truly nothing you can do. I mean, what can I do? But then Delta emailed me and they're like, dear, 
dear medallion member, we're Here's so sorry. Uh, we would like to let you know that we're going to be sending you some compensation for what happened yesterday. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even really notice or care, but hell yeah, I'll take some more of those miles, baby. I'm going to make Delta my bitch. Hell yeah. Um, so anyway, so I've, I, I, I was there. Delta briefly. has it coming. They do have it coming. Um, Delta has a humiliation kink. Speaking of, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's yeah, the so only now, explanation for why they do what they do. For why they do what they do. <laughs> that is such a funny insult. Like, do you have a humiliation? What do you? Yeah. That's the only <laughs> thing that explains why yeah. you are how you are. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, 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 um. Okay, so so there's kind of like two different things going on here that do coalesce into one thing that doesn't really matter, right? Wait, say that. Say the beginning part again. There's two different things happening in this book with oh, each of the siblings there is, that coalesce into one thing that doesn't matter. Well, there's two things happening with each of the siblings, but I feel like there's three things happening altogether that end up being a big nothing. What's the th- so so Josie's doing magic at the Fear Manor? Yeah, Josie casts a spell. It ultimately means nothing. It means nothing. Uh, Josh thinks that Clark is a vampire. Ultimately, means nothing. Right. Trisha had a vision that the entire oh, right. senior class is doomed adds up to nothing. I'm going to tell you something. I mean, I guess in the other books, something happens, but yeah, certainly sure. not in but this one. Not here. And it's the first. Somebody, somebody got to die in the first. Come on. I know. I know. I know. I will tell you something. As a vision, uh, Trisha's vision, not scary. She's so scared, but I'm sorry, but like everybody's just in coffins, like in a room. Like I, I had so much trouble understanding. Like I'm picturing like a fucking like Masonic Lodge meeting room, like with just a bunch of fucking coffins and then just well, like people in them. She said the high school senior class lying in coffins, but that was not her vision. That was she her had two vision visions. was just, that was the off page vision. Well, that's just like how it gets described in the back of the book. No, so she has two. So she has the one oh, of, does. yeah, it's, well, she, so the one that she has, like, in front of everybody is the one where she sees a girl on the floor, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then she's like, by the way, my party's canceled because I had another vision right. that I'm burying the lead about. Forgot. And, about yeah, and that's the one where everybody's in coffins. No, wait. Looking now. Okay. She's like the entire class was dead. And oh, she's like what? some of them were more Trisha rotting. Wrong. Trisha sank to the concrete, didn't move. Blah blah blah. I just had the most horrifying flash. It was so horrible. Blah blah blah. What did you see? I just had a flash that the entire senior class is doomed. Oh yeah. So the first one is I saw all of us, the whole class lying right, in right. Okay. And then the second all one green is the and rotting. We all died right. one by one. And then the second one, then the reason she canceled her party is because she saw a girl sprawled on her floor dead. Right. Nothing. So was that all fake? No, she actually did have those visions. It's just that it didn't, like, technically it did happen in a timeline. Right. Right. But it doesn't. But then it goes back and gets changed. And it's fucking stupid. This book is yeah. so bad, you guys. So, yeah, it starts with Josh being in class. Class ends. It's the last day of school. 
oh, they're not juniors anymore. Now they're seniors. He goes to meet his girlfriend, Deborah, on the tennis court because they're going to play tennis together. Sees Clark just like fully giving her a hickey. <laughs> is like, oh, my God, is Count Clarkula, in fact, a vampire? Asks what happened. She's like, something was in my eye and he was looking at it. <laughs> is your eye in your neck now? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, okay. Maybe. He's Maybe. Like, that could be true. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, you're being a, like. I'm like, don't. Like, you shouldn't. You're an idiot. But God bless. And then Josie shows up and is like, wah, wah, wah. I got a D in trigonometry. And I'm like, that sounds like a you problem, not the teacher. Like, I know. math is math. She stalks off to find him and is just fully threatening to kill him. She's ready to do it. She she's like telling everybody too. She's that like, was I'm one going of the most egregious him. fake outs we got. Is her? I was so mad about that. I was so mad. I was so and mad I, knew, about that. I knew. I knew in the moment as it was happening. I was like, mm-hmm. this ain't real. This is not really happening. What a cruel, you cruel promise, bastard! I really wish I had been keeping track throughout of the. Mm. Different fake outs because they are so egregious. There's so many. But I can't remember because there are so many. Truly so many. The most of any R.L. Stein book we've read. And there are a lot in his other books. Yeah. So Josie takes off and then Trish shows up. Apparently just like everybody's stopping by this tennis game. Everybody keeps just (laughs) appearing. That was so weird. Trish shows up. Talks about like has a vision right then and there and then talks about the other vision she had and her party is canceled. And he's like, oh, no, but you're so rich and your parties are so fun. I am very sad. So Trish leaves and then Josh like whatever. Who cares? So then we cut to Josie, who is there to confront her trigonometry teacher, whose name I cannot recall. And. Runs into another girl who also got a bad grade. She goes in there and is like, how could you do this to me? And he's like, I know I was I was really disappointed, but I kept adding up to scores and that's what you got. And I was like, well, this is not his fault. <laughs> yeah. And then she has, she's like, and then I took a vase and I smashed him in the head with it. And of course, next chapter. Oh, no, that didn't happen. It was just a really clear fantasy. It was literally her being like, no, I won't do that. That was just me imagining. And I, I was I was like, it, fuck you. Fuck. Uh, it, that yeah. moment, I was like, so this is what it's going to be. Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we are. Strap in, folks. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Vision. Oh, yeah. Oh. God, that was another one of the fake outs. Josh goes over to Maddie, or Josh goes over to Mickey's house. Maddie is there too. Just, I guess he tags along, but nobody likes him. Josh says what he saw between Deborah and Clark. Oh, yeah. Everyone makes, oh, this was the most homoerotic shit I'd ever (laughs) And another fake out. It's like, okay, Mickey needs to come clean about some things. Mickey needs to like, like take a look in the mirror, take a step out of the closet. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Because mm-hmm. Mickey, okay, he he. So I'll just read it because yeah, it's, yeah just read it. It's extreme. I, it's it's not us reading. It's into not this. normal. I know I'm always trying to find people being gay in books, but like this is not. This is it's not me. This it's time. extreme. 
It's it's extreme. Yes. So Josh is like, blah, blah, no, the Count Clerkius, Car- Clerkula stuff is dumb. And they're like, oh, my God, you, like, believe in vampires. And he's like, no, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Josh sat up and, like, do you believe in vampires, Josh? Mickey asked in a low murmur. Do you? Josh sat up and pulled himself to the edge of the couch. Well, Mickey moved quickly. Josh didn't have time to escape. Mickey grabbed his shoulders and swung his face down to Josh's neck. Hey, Josh tried to protest. Too late. As Mickey's teeth sank into his throat, Josh let out a scream of horror. Josh struggled to shove Mickey away. Mickey fell heavily on top of him, then toppled onto the carpet in front of the couch. Mickey's laugh boomed over the room. He reached up from the floor and slapped Maddie a high five. You believed me, he shrieked gleefully at Josh. You do believe in vampires. You just fully fully laid your body on your friend and bit him in the neck. And like slobber sucked on him. Yeah. Like he has a hickey for sure, right? Probably. If you had to wipe spit off. Yeah. Well, he did. Says you because you slobbered all over my neck. There you go. Mm-hmm. Fellas. Does okay. Straight up. Okay. Straight. <laughs> well, I don't know if we guys, have any of these. Straight guys wrestle like No, but this is what I'm going to ask. Do I don't know. Wild shit because they're right, so right. horny. They're so repressed and horny. But here's what I'm going to ask. And I don't think we have any. But I'm going to ask. <laughs> if we have any straight cis male listeners <laughs> i don't know if we do <laughs> all five of you all five Come of forward. you can you tweet at us and tell us if you've ever sucked on your male friend's neck well they do shit like all like for, come on a well, cookie they, like, together touch each other's, and, yeah uh, and cookie cookie or yeah, whatever and then eat the cookie they that's wrestle hazing. each other that's hazing. They, okay they but i'm naked saying and like slap each other's dicks with each other's dicks okay but i'm saying once you involve the the mouth is so once you but Lindsay, once you involve the mouth and the neck i think that becomes highly erogenous Mm. and no longer just penis whatever you know what i'm saying there's something you know how like it's like 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 i just feel like that it's very intimate that's what i'm Mm -hmm. saying it's it's there it's erotic (laughs) (laughs) it, it is an erotic act it's erotic, erotic rather act. than rather than a burst of confused sexuality. It's erotic and calculated. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like like just let us know the five of you if you've been been had your neck sucked on been by done, another had your neck sucked on been done had your neck sucked on or had done sucked on a neck of a platonic male friend let us know tweet it let us. us know tweet at us mm-hmm. um also if you are I, I i mean that as a joke i don't mean to say that like if you are a cis male straight listener that you're to be laughed at i we we love all of you i, I was just making a i a would silly. hope that they knew you were just being silly i'm just being silly um but uh Okay, also, so that we know there is, are only five. Yeah. We know there are only five of you. <laughs> and so we like, know <laughs> that you're all connected to the library sciences in some way. <laughs> all of our listeners are connected to the library sciences. There's like six degrees of library science. It, no, there's like it, it, no it, two, maybe one. Yeah, one degree. Like if you don't yourself work in a library or used to your work in a library, does. your spouse does. <laughs> You you know someone who works in a library somehow, which yeah. I don't know anyone who works in a library. 
Yeah. So many people work in libraries. That's that is our entire listener base now. People connected to the library sciences. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. You studied. Mm. You studied to work in a library, but maybe didn't go on to somehow the library just, looms large. Yeah. Well, I would say that at at the very least, the library is present in your life. You know what I mean? Because like for you, I know that you've checked books out from the library. I there the are library a library is who a do not heavy do that. presence. Yes. Yeah. Libraries also have your presence in mine. I love a library. I love one. I love to go to it. I love to look around. I love to be in it. I love to like oh, yeah. be around the books. I love a library. I just never I love a library. And that is our entire listener base. I know, but I'm just saying, I think it's I would expand it to say that that the library has, like if you look at the pie chart of our average listener, mm-hmm. the library, be it, are you a frequent patron of it or do you work there or does your spouse work there or whatever? I would say about half of their life is the library. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that. That's just like what a book podcast attracts. Yeah. Those are the most dedicated book readers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so those are the people who have stuck with us for six years. Yeah. Look. Thank you. Our listener base. It has shrunk. <laughs> mm. But or maybe just that thing was like but the librarians have stuck with us. I would say that maybe the 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 metrics were not correct a while back. I would say they were a little inflated, if we're going to be honest. That's true. Very like, we were, um, I will say we were wrong in the beginning about how many listeners we had, mm-hmm. but we have also dropped off. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I don't look at the numbers. I don't look at the numbers and I don't read the comments because... I don't read the comments. I did look at the numbers recently. I have stopped caring about the numbers, I will say. That's good. But... Um, I don't know if we should be talking so much about how. <laughs> look, how I just much fewer wanted to give it up now. for the librarians. Yeah, I'm just saying our listener base has shrunk over the course of the pandemic. I just think fewer people are listening to oh, podcasts. Oh, few people listen to podcasts because no one. I stopped listening to podcasts. I don't go to work. Where am I going to listen to it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like in my I, house. That's yeah. just not my. That wasn't my listening style. That's my listening style That's was to vibe. listen while I got in ready for work. And in the car on the way to and from work. Right. Or possibly at work, depending on what my job was at the time. And so now I don't have that, so I don't listen to podcasts. So but No, yeah. All I'm saying and people is working from home, yeah. The librarians are real ones. That's my point. They are. Um so So anyway, Fear Street Seniors. Fear Street Seniors. So there is that. And then Josh goes home. Because he's upset that his friend bit his neck. Josh goes home, immediately gets a call from someone with a raspy voice mm. saying, she's mine now. She's mine now. Deborah is mine. If you try to stop me, I'll drain you. I'll drain you, Josh. Now, this is Maddie, it turns out. Which makes perfect sense. Like, he left. Because Maddie's always He just doing left bullshit. Maddie and Mickey. Right. Yeah, and he was just Talking, saying, I think Clark's a vampire. Yeah, he was just saying he saw him with Deborah, so now Maddie knows that like Clark is macking on Deborah, so he can use that right. in his prank call. So yeah, but Josh thinks it's Clark and that he's literally a vampire. Throughout the book, he keeps seeing like her with Clark, and then he's like, guys, we need to like break into Clark's house to see like what kind of stuff he has in there. And he finds 
the stuff he finds are like a party city cape and some dirt on his bed. And I think that's it, right? Fangs, maybe? Oh, but that was the dumb part because if you find fangs, that means that he's not a vampire, stupid. Maybe he didn't find fangs. I don't think he found fangs. So maybe, unless he's very stupid. So that's what's happening with Josh. And then he just has various run ins with Deborah making out with Clark. And he and just keeps being calls. like a uh, vampire. And then Josie's yeah. thing is that she is friends with Jennifer Fear, who is in fact a fear. Yeah. And someone. Oh, yeah. Torkelson. The math teacher's name was Torkelson. Oh, yeah. I think that was funny. And it's because I loved that show, The Torkelsons. I don't know what that show is. It was on for half a season, I think. Oh, my God. In the mid to late 90s. It was just about a Southern family called the Torkelsons. And it was very charming. Mm. Didn't last long, though. Burnt too bright. They tried to do a revamp. And then and the mom, like, marries somebody in the big city and they move. Oh, this is way earlier than I thought. 1991. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, right. That's what it was. Okay. First season was just the Torkelsons. Okay. And then for the second and third season, the series was retooled and renamed Almost Home. Because mm. it starts off being set in like Pyramid Corners, Oklahoma. <laughs> where it's just like a Southern family getting by. And then, so they relocate to Seattle after the mom gets a job as a nanny. (laughs) And um, half the kids are gone. (laughs) They just like, don't talk about them. Wait, really? (laughs) Yep. Because in the first season, she she has 14-year-old Dorothy Jane, who I loved. Um... 12-year-old Stephen Floyd, 10-year-old Ruth Ann, 8-year-old Chucky Lee, and 6-year-old Mary Sue. And then in season two, Stephen Floyd and Ruth Ann are just considered to have never existed. And it's just, and Chucky Lee calls himself the middle child. (laughs) And so now she just has three kids instead of five. What? It was really weird. And then it's about country people trying to fit into the city. I preferred it when it was the Torkelsons. Yeah. Anyway, so that's huh. why I'm surprised I did not remember the math teacher's name. <laughs> so Josie is friends with Deidre and Jennifer. Jennifer is really ashamed of her Fear Street heritage. Or her Fear Yeah, heritage. she really hates... <laughs> well, to her credit... Her Fear Street heritage. <laughs> to her credit... Everyone's like, so you do spells? And she's like, oh my God, stop. Like, please. And they're like, yeah, you do like evil spells and there's like evil magic all over your house. And she's like, and I here's the so other tired thing. Of this stereotype. They, they are correct because yeah. there is evil magic in her house and there's an evil library that's hidden behind an evil door. And it all yeah, does the it's were true. evil sorcerers. They're right. Yes. It's all true. They're correct. So when she's like, guys, like, please stop, it's like <laughs> one of those this things so where it's hurtful. like, yeah, but stereotypes come from a place or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but sometimes stereotypes are based in something. <laughs> and then so she's like, mm, true. Um, and freaking 
so, 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 what's her name? Sophie? So, so, Josie? What's her name? Josie, my <laughs> God. Remember, because they both have J names. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. Josie is like, she's like, I need to get revenge. <laughs> so she like wants to do this spell and she keeps, so she like summons this like evil demon that's like a skull with a two-sided like, like snake for eyes coming out of like wearing a robe and coming out of like the darkness to to make all of her evil wishes come true. Torkelson does die though. Torkelson dies. That's real. Torkelson does die. He loses a hand and he dies. Yeah. And like we see what the thing happened first. I guess he just got torn apart and died right then. So I guess at the same time. Because <laughs> it's a car got... accident. Right. Mm-hmm. So do we think that he how many pieces do you think he was? Many. Like like six? Like I'm gonna so say like hand. Three to six pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're ordering chicken. I'd like the I get a three, three to six, to six piece plate. Yep. <laughs> Spicy plate. <laughs> um Okay. Yeah. So he's he's in three to six pieces with a side of mashy pea. <laughs> and uh uh what other side? Mackie Chi. Mm-hmm. That's what I usually mashy pea and Mackie mm-hmm. Chi. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the best, right? Okay, here's a question for you. I'll get a baked pea. Oh, I love a baked pea. Um, question for you: Popeyes or KFC? That's a hard question for me to answer because I really only have experience with KFC, but I don't know that I would actually oh. choose it. I just haven't Popeyes had enough Popeyes to be able to say. Oh. Popeyes rips. I I think Popeyes is really That's good. That's the um, thing is my it, like socially, I have been taught that like probably Popeyes. Yeah, yeah. Popeyes is good. Um, they're more and more popular now. They used to be mm-hmm. like more rare when we were kids. I remember in Southern California, it was like definitely more KFC. Popeyes was big in um, Reno. Oh, nice. And Long John Silver. And then they had they had churches down in San Diego. I remember that. Oh yeah, churches. Which I never I really had never churches. really had. Yeah. There was just a KFC yeah. that was really close to my house. So. Yeah, same for us. But guess what? That KFC closed and is now a Popeye's at my parents' house. Well, 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 well. Wonders well. never cease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try that crazy sandwich, like the chick, McChick, or not McChicken, chicken stacker thingy that was like ch- two chicken uh, pieces no. or whatever? I never tried that either. I'm not much for trying the crazy fast food stuff. I will try. Well, I don't really eat fast food anymore, but I, I have, and this is diff- different. I, I eat, what's the word? Um, people. Like, I if eat people. If it prevents international <laughs> incidences. Um, what's the word? Like um, like Shake Shack, which is like fast casual. I eat fast casual a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really eat fast food anymore. I had McDonald's for the first time in probably eight years. No, five years. I've had it more recently. I, but I had it French like fries, two especially. months ago or a month ago. What'd you just say? I said French fries, especially. Oh, well, French fries are yummy. Mm-hmm. I'll get French fries and drive through a lot lately. Yeah. Have you tried Wendy's new fries? Are they good? They have new fries? They have new fries. I like Wendy's a lot. Like as an additional option or they changed their fries? I think they cha- supposedly changed their fries. Oh. I remember liking yeah. their fries. I did have Wendy's fries recently. They were, I, they okay. were good. 
then there you go. I love Arby's fries. I like those curlies. I don't, I don't know that I've ever had Arby's. It's trash tier. It's like very trash tier, yeah. but I like it. Like it's like same level as Wiener Schnitzel, which I also really like, but <laughs> both of them are like complete dog shit, like trash. But I really, I really like them. Um, but Arby's does a seasoned curly fry, which is very yummy. And I think better than Jack in the Box's curly fries, personally. My favorite is McDonald's. No one McDonald's can fries are, the, are so good. McDonald's because fries for me. It, it tastes exactly like McDonald's too. You know what I'm saying? It's so good. It's like so consistent, so mm-hmm. yummy. Their fries to me are maybe number one. Mm-hmm. But pretty close under there for me, Arby's. And I have yet to try the Wendy's mm-hmm. one. So I'll try the Wendy's one. I'll, I'll report back. Wendy's is like a close second for me in fries. I just I just like, well, I don't know if Wendy's is doing it anymore because for some reason they keep taking it away. The spicy chicken nuggets. I like a spicy chicken nuggy. Um, but they sometimes don't have it. Anyway. Anyway. Fast food. <laughs> yeah, that was just a quick detour uh, away Look, from the there's book. There's a reason that we um, keep straying from talking about the book. Because no, nothing it's, happens. It's so annoying. So, so blah, okay, blah, blah, so, fear. So Josie, so Josie she, they start to do a spell as a joke. Well, not Josie's like, haha, yes, a joke. But like in her head, she's yeah, like, yo, but like, let's real. have this. Let's have this be real because like, I do want them to be dead. And she's like, the two people I want to die are Torkelton, Torkelson, Torkelson, Torkelson and the popular Marla girl at school. Newman. Marla Newman, who is a Reva Dalby type. She's a real bitch. She's she very really Reva, is, right? Her yeah, dad, very Reva-like. Yeah, her dad owns the department store. He and owns an athletic know- store, like a. Athletic, oh, that's right, like a yeah, dicks. like a yeah, sports supply store, or a or Big something. Five, or a sports chalet. Take it to the um, limit. The limit. Um, but yes, her dad owns the sports chalet. Josie gets a and- job there, and when Marla finds out, Marla then goes to her dad and is like, "Actually, I do want to work in your store." <laughs> Can you believe and she didn't really want the job? She's so, she's so fucking cunty. So she and she's like really mean to she's her. She's like, like truly in mean right to her face. I wasn't expecting that. And I thought that she just was like, I thought that Josie was just jealous of her. And I was like, oh, no, Marla is a bitch. Yeah, she was so mean. She was like, she like she basically is just like, you're disgusting and poor and I'm really rich and um, your clothes are embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And, and like, oh, it, isn't it so sad? I heard about math. <laughs> Oh yeah, and she's like, hmm. But did you know that like I got like A's? That's crazy, right? So anyway, and, and she even says she's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear about how like you didn't get the job from my dad, or rather that he took it away. I guess I didn't even really need the job, but like I just need to do something with my summer. Anyway, it was like I was like Marla, okay. I mean, very bitchy. Mm-hmm. God bless. Um, God bless. So. And this is important because so she's like, I want Marla and Torkelson to like be punished. And then they they get interrupted by a scary ghost coming in the room. Oops, it's not a ghost. It's Jennifer's mom. Oh, Jennifer's God. mom's like, do you want any rice krispie treats? Another fake out I've hated and forgot about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The ghost that is in fact just a woman. Yeah. And then she's like, I hope you're not doing spells. And they're like, we're not. 
So then they leave and then she sneaks back in and finishes the spell. And she's like, I gotta finish it. And then Torkelson gets blown into three to six pieces. And in then car uh, in a car accident and she sees his hand on the ground and she's like, holy fuck. I did that. The well, spell because she worked. also, when she does the spell, she like, she felt a presence when they started to do it and then they st- got cut off and it went away. And then when she did do it, a skeleton figure in a red cloak full on came in the room and started to strangle her. And, and then she like, like came oh, to no. and it like wasn't really there. Yeah, she came to and they're and like, she are you okay? Job interview at a law office. Oh, yeah. And then the skeleton shows up there and she runs away. Yeah, there's a lot of the skeleton keeps showing up and she just keeps screaming and running away. And like and she'll be like literally having a conversation with this skeleton. And then someone will be like, miss. And she's like, what? And then the skeleton's gone. And she's like, I have to go. And then runs away. And so she like fucks up the job interview, too. So she leaves. So then Trisha's like, guess what, guys? I'm actually going to have my party. Even though I said that I saw a vision of people being dead, it's fine. Like, everyone just said that then, like, the summer wouldn't be the same if my party didn't kick it off. So come over to my house. So she invites all these people over. Everyone shows up. Um, and then the skeleton shows up and does some serious damage. It's like the murders insane. are very intense. <laughs> That's what makes like this a punching super through people's chests. Yeah, he punches Marla's heads heart off. out. I know, he and her heart flops on the ground of behind Josh's her. arms off. He oh, because Marla first pretends Phoebe's to be dead. Head all the way around, breaking it. Yeah, but before that. Marla pretends to be dead because they play this murder game and that tricks everybody. Trish's and whole plan. Like, why she even do this? She says her party is back on, invites everyone over, and then her big idea at the party is to, to throw, like, a murder mystery game that's like werewolves or mafia, but not in that everybody says what their role is, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I was like, why are you saying what your guys' roles are? What is this game? Yeah. So everybody says what their role is. And then the people who were potential murderers go off and figure out what a fun murder to solve would be. And they pick which mur- which person's the murderer. Yeah, amongst themselves. And then everybody has to solve the murder. But Marla supposedly actually dies. Yeah. But the thing is, first, I think this was my least favorite section of the book. Because it's Because they were just moving around too much for no reason. Like, specifically, God, what was that girl from the other school's name with the red hair? Oh, what was her deal? She said it's fucking insane. Yeah. Truly fucking insane. So. It's like Sue Ellen or something like that. So I'll yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Lynn, Lynn I think. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Lynn. Is it? Is you it really right. Sarah Lynn? Hey, good job. Wow. You got wow. a name right. You know why though? It's because it's the name from BoJack. I think, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I have seen BoJack, anyway. but I can't remember. Josh shows up. Mickey is in a shoving fight with just a girl with a long red braid. Just sh- they're shoving each other back and forth and arguing. And Josh is like, what the fuck is going on? And then this girl comes in. (sighs) This fake out was the worst one, I think. Oh, I hated this. Is this the shove? Yes. So 
Hi, a girl's voice, velvety purring. He turned and stared at the red-haired girl with the long braid. She smiled at him. They were eye to eye, the same height. You're Josh, right? He nodded. Yeah, I... Her smile faded. You're not on my good list, she said. Huh? What did I do? Without warning, she shot both hands forward and gave him a hard, angry shove off the terrace. But he doesn't actually fall off the terrace at all. He just stumbles back. And then she starts laughing and is like, I saw you watching us. You're Mickey's friend, right? I think I surprised you. And then she just like keeps shoving him. The manic pixie dream girl energy coming off of this girl is off the charts. Yeah, she's too like, oh my God, I'm so I'm random. I'm so creepy. <laughs> like, do you want to know my name? Guess. And he's like, uh, I can't guess. She's like, guess. He's like, I don't know, Susan. He's like, yes, it is Susan. And he's like, really? She's like, no, it's Sarah Lynn. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, and that's why I'm so tall. I have two names. I was like, I cannot with this girl. Get her away from me. She is insane. Her energy is so much. And she keeps shoving him. But Josh is like into her. Yeah, he's he's really into her. Well, because he, A, wants to make. Oh, yeah, because he's. Deborah jealous because Deborah is again making out with Clark. She's at the party with Clark. She came with him as a date. What a chump. (laughs) (laughs) Because also he's double chump because he's like, okay, I'm gonna like hook up with Sarah Lynn. And then he turns and Sarah Lynn's gone and he's like, Oh, I guess not. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, get me a drink. And then he comes back and she's nowhere to be found. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So so that starts the party and then this whole murder thing and then Marla's dead and then people are like accusing Mickey and it's like raining and Mickey's like, we should get out of here. There's a killer in here. And so they all run out and they all get soaked and they all come back and Mickey's just in the house dry as a bone. He never left, even though he's the one who said they should all get out of there. Josh correctly, I think, points this out like, why did you tell us? Leave. and then you didn't yeah. leave and now marla's body is missing so you also, also why did like, trish want to move the body so badly it didn't make yes. any sense and all of this also ultimately doesn't matter and that's why i got extra yes. mad because i'm like why are we even leaving the house coming back going all no, this all because these, then like it does not so fucking matter where it's like marla's dead and then mickey finally goes yes all right i did it and i i killed that girl sarah lynn too I can't be stopped. I I must kill, must kill. And he just chants like, I have to kill again over and over again. And he's he goes to attack somebody else, Trisha, maybe, who cares? Because then <laughs> after a second, he just starts cracking up and he's like, I can't do this. This is too lame. And it turns out it was all staged. Marla isn't dead. She comes out, Sarah Lynn comes out, they're all fucking alive. And then Clark comes down the fucking stairs and is like, I want to drink your blood or whatever he does. And they're like, it's over, Clark. We already, like, Mickey already gave it away. And he's like, oh, what? I was like, why is a vampire a part of this? It isn't. Like, that's the stupid fucking part. It's so slapdash. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to be doing a, like, if you want to completely convince somebody of something you need to be like darren brown which we've talked about on the show Mm -hmm, i've suggested mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. to many people you need to like literally like no detail goes on unnoticed Mm -hmm. right Mm 
like everything like you need to be gaslighting the shit out of people from the very beginning not choosing random bullshit like oh okay i guess like we're gonna pretend to do this murder thing and someone's gonna die and also a vampire's here darren brown would never why right? is a vampire there what does the vampire have to do with fucking that makes no anything fucking sense because it would be one thing if the, if the dead bodies had vampire teeth in them but guess what they nope. don't it's nothing. There's no fucking reason for and it. So that's just Do you that. think that was like added on? Do you think that was added on afterwards when they were like, oh, he thinks that Clark's a vampire? Like, let's just add that. No, because part of the reason they think he's a vampire is because of all the supplies he had at it's his because house. Of all the supplies. I know. I know. So he comes I know. Like fucking this is fangs such a bad and a cape. And, and they're like, oh, yeah. I, no, you already gave it away. And Clark's like, oh, man, but I've been practicing all week by sleeping in dirt. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's method. What are you, doing? you Jared Leto, Jared Leto freak. <laughs> he's full Morbiusing. He's, he's he's gone, gone full, full Morb. So yeah. So that turns out to be nothing, maybe. And then cut to Josie, who like when Marla died, flipped her shit and confessed that she had like cast this spell and was certain it was her fault. So Poor embarrassing. Josie. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. So. She's in the bathroom, like because then Marla, because then Marla gets up. Well, that part, Marla's like, "Wow, okay, lame. You put a spell on me. Like, so obsessed. (laughs) You really hate me that much. You are so obsessed. That's so embarrassing. And it truly is like that. Josie is right. This is the most embarrassing thing that could have happened to her. Yeah, honestly, this is not going to. But here's the thing: she should have just let all this shit happen. She should have just let the skeleton kill everybody. Yeah, because then that's your way out. Because mm-hmm. that's your way out. Because if you do something that fucking embarrassing, you admit that you tried to put a spell on the popular girl and she laughs in your face. Let the spell happen and kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one, these people suck. Two, they all. Yeah. You just had your most embarrassing breakdown in front of them. Right. Well, because shame and humiliation. Right. Some of that comes from what the people around you are doing to you. And if you can eliminate those people, girl, you can start Great. a new life. Done done um but she doesn't instead she's like okay i'm gonna like i'm gonna break into the fear manor and like try and find a way to undo the spell oh there is no way instead i have a way to like turn back time an hour cool it's the worst so so she does it but what you need to but i don't understand so, how that so she's stopped in the bathroom, the skeleton. she's freaking out about having confessed she goes downstairs then the skeleton comes in and and yeah. does all oh, that right. violent stuff that she frantically drives to the fear house to look for the spell book to figure out a way to stop him ends up finding one where she can turn back time an hour and i'm like okay fine and she does it she drives over there now comically has to wait around for an hour for the skeleton to show up which is so funny i I was like so it took you an hour to get to the fear house and find the book because this just happened but so so she gets there. Now she's just waiting for the skeleton to show up. And I was like, wow, what is she going to do to stop him? Here, let me read that. Let me go ahead and sure. read that. Sure. Blah, blah, blah. She goes back. Blah, blah, blah. Also, the book is so close to being over. So. Uh-huh. If I turn back time, are my friends alive? Yes, they are. She goes back to the house. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, the hour was nearly up. Shaking with fear, she moved to the window, checked the clock, gazed at her watch. Now, now, now. 
She raised her eyes to the window and saw the cloaked figure, the yellow cracked skull pressed against the pane, the snake heads darting out, snapping furiously at the glass. From beneath the red cloak, it raised its bony hands and prepared to push its way inside, which is exactly what it did before. Josie opened her mouth to scream, but no sound came out. The evil creature spread its bony fingers over the window glass, tapped them, click, click. The snake heads darted against the pane. The broken jaws slid open. Through the window, Josie once again heard the host hoarse moan you summoned me the words the cold terrifying words made the window glass vibrate the yellowed bony fingers spread over the glass spread wider it's coming in josie thought my spell failed it's all going to repeat itself it's coming in again choked with fear she gaped at the window watched the hideous skeleton press close and then pull back and retreat it backed away backed away just as i backed into the room josie thought she watched the figure retreat watched without moving, without breathing, until it vanished into the darkness. Vanished, leaving only a thick, greasy smear on the other side of the glass. Josie let out a long, relieved sigh and collapsed against the wall. Yes, the spell had worked. She had moved time back and changed it. She had saved everyone, saved them all. And I was like, how? You didn't do anything. How, though? Because like what it what just changed? showed she just up put time again. Backwards. So why did it? Why, why did, did it decide, decide to not leave? to kill them understand. that time? She didn't save. She did jack shit. She did a whole ass spell to turn back time. And then when the time came to act and protect people from the skeleton, she was just gonna stand and fucking watch them die again. And instead, the skeleton goes, "Uh, I'm good." Or like, "Ooh, deja vu," <laughs> and like leaves because he got freaked <laughs> out. Like, hey, he's like, he's like, oh, I think I did this like, already. This huh. is, huh? I already didn't I already kill these people. No, and just leaves, just leaves, yeah. and then everyone yeah. is fucking alive. And then Josh is looking around for Deborah. Deborah has left with Clark, and then Josh finds store-bought fangs, and it turns out they weren't opened. And he's like, "What are these?" And Trish is like, "Oh, those are the fangs I bought for Clark." And he's like, but they haven't been opened. So then what fangs was he wearing? So then it's supposed to be like, dun, 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 maybe he is a vampire. End of book. And I'm like, End okay. of book. That's how it ends. With That's no one end. dying. And maybe, the disrespect. maybe Clark being a vampire. Maybe. So I found somebody's blog. <laughs> The Fear Street Senior Scorecard, The Shady Side Yearbook, What Happened to Them and What Should Have Happened to Them. <laughs> um, let's see if Clark ever turns out to be a vampire or kills any of them. So let's see. Your block. Nope, nothing about a vampire. Uh, no, eventually Trisha becomes possessed, apparently, and murders somebody. Fun. Um, Trisha lives. Danielle was the first senior to die. She was also a missing senior, and the reader was never introduced to her. Great. Great. Clark. Okay. He was always dead, apparently, since it turns out the rumors are true, and he is a vampire. But since okay. no one drives a stake through his heart, he is alive by the end of the series. He should have died in the last episode, and frankly, making him a vampire after all was a totally wrong call, bordering on ridiculous. Uh, Jennifer Fear lives. Jade Feldman dies. Doesn't say how. Oh, I forgot my favorite, favorite character name. Gary Fresno. Mm. 
<laughs> I forgot about Gary Fresno. Uh, okay, that reminds me. I, I did put this on my stories, but I found the name for my next uh, character name. Uh, there was a store in um, Seattle called Alicia Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Fresno and Alicia Peru are enemies. Somebody <laughs> pointed out um, that Benedict Cumberbatch has played, he played a character named Patrick Melrose and then some other character whose last name was like Glendale or something. I'm going to look it up. Arthur Glendale. Maybe. I'm just making that up. No, I'm I'm looking. Really? All right. Going to his IMDb. I right, finally saw Multiverse of Madness last night. Oh, I have I not seen it, it yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard it was good. Mother loved it. <laughs> mother. How is Mother? Yeah, she did. She's good. She she said she said that she liked it. Um and I was like, "Oh, well you like well she, and I was like I heard it was um, kind of scary for a Marvel movie and she's like I wasn't scared and I was like oh and I was like well you like because she does like horror actually she watches a lot of horror um, she's like I don't get scared very easily by movies and I was like okay <laughs> God bless <laughs> oh God that's bless. what it was yeah so he played a character named Patrick Melrose and then his character in Power of the Dog is Phil Burbank I, I so love funny. that name Patrick Melrose and Phil I, I Burbank I actually really liked him in that movie I really did not I had to stop watching really? because I just didn't buy him as the character. Oh, because it's all, well, it's all fake. Well, I know that he's putting on, he's like putting on a um, persona, but I didn't buy it even yeah. as a persona. I didn't buy him oh, as really? intimidating. I, li- I thought he was good. I was like, what is oh. this accent? Why is anyone afraid of you? Why are all these people letting you bully them? You are a little twerp. Because every because everyone's and, idiots. Because everyone's That's why. idiots. Everyone's idiots. Yeah. That's a very good point. Everyone's idiots. Uh, so Most yeah, of Burbank that's like, we, yeah. Very funny. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, so um, Patrick Melrose, Phil Gary Burbank, Fresno, and though, Gary Fresno name. should all hang out. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm tra- Deborah does die. They don't, this doesn't say how. Okay. This blog is not nearly as helpful as I hoped, but at least we know Clark was in fact a vampire. That's something. There you go. But my God, what a stupid book. What a stupid no-stakes book. I can't believe no one dies in the first book of this series. Except for <laughs> Mr. Torkelson, the trigonometry teacher. What the fuck is that? Who, <laughs> who cares? cares? Oh, my who God. Who cares? No one in three to six died. pieces. Who cares? Stupid. You have 12 books and no one dies. One in the of the first- kids has to die. You've started a At se- least one a should die per book. Killer series called Fear Street Seniors. I know. Will they all make it to graduation? And in the first book, no one dies. I know. What is this? I know it. I know it. I think it's the worst R.L. Stein we've ever read. Oh, it for sure is. But I, for some reason, I respect it the most because I'm like, you know, when somebody just like completely dominates you in like a social interaction and you're just like, I, I just have, have to, to how much I have to give it up. Me. Yeah. Nothing happens. Nothing happens in the end. Nope. Pointless. No. So kudos. Mr. Pointless. Stein. You have said in your master class that you never write from the heart and it shows. Yep. Yep. And you've again proved it again. to us. My hat's off to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. 
We really appreciate you. Yeah. We really, really appreciate and you. A special thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon and get access to extra content that for the last few months because of our schedule, we keep releasing all at once right at the end. Uh, <laughs> thank you for everybody is being so kind and patient about that. Like it is so much appreciated. Cannot even tell you guys. Um, but special shout out to our Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez, Adam Howitz, Amanda Kay, Amanda Nangle, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Brian Petty II, Caitlin L, Carrie Ham, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Drew Arnas, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Jonna Fernandez, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Jason H, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T. Jessica Smith-Harper. Jessica Yu. Jonathan Venable. Sersha Descaro. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Heath Anderson. Kelly Burns. Carrie N. Cody X. Siegel. Coy. Landry Desmond. Larry Nguyen. Laura Hooper. Mary N. Megan Lozier. Melody. Micah Yunus. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly G. Molly Marks. Noah Spargo. Rachel Bassert. Rashad B. Randy Clutt. Rebecca Goss. Ro Kalihua. Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Victoria Valdez. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you. Yeah. And we'll see you next episode when we are reading a book. Roommates? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Nightmare Hall, ah. The Roommate by Diane Ho. So we'll see you then. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. <laughs> And keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.